0: back. I'm Eureka John, and you're at Eureka Street Crypto, broadcasting live at 5.31 in the morning. It is March 24th, 2022. This is episode number 435. I, I keep saying the episode number wrong on pretty much every episode, every time I try to say the uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I said it right today. Episode number num, number 435. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've been doing this for a little bit, and um, this is my morning brain dump. That's all it is. Um, it may or may not be accurate, um, but it's me trying to make myself better every single day by learning something new. And once you stop learning, then the dying starts. So, um, yeah, it's a push and a pull every single day and uh yeah just you know try to try to keep moving forward um all right today's thursday and uh the week is almost over um yeah i i I, I hit a little uh, um pushback because i was gonna buy you know all this audio visual equipment and i have bought some but i wanted to get a new computer to be able to uh run um, a more powerful stream and do some video editing tasks and stuff like that and i wanted to get a good camera and a live streaming, some live streaming equipment, but I got pounded with $10,000 worth of property taxes because the taxes in my neighborhood went up so much. Um, And uh, they reassessed the tax and the value of the house. Now I got to protest and all this stuff, but I ended up having to pay. And uh, luckily, I'm at a stage in my life where I, I did have that money available in crypto so i had to go through and cash out on a bunch of projects i wasn't ready to cash out on uh to kind of gather up that money um and ten thousand dollars may not seem like a lot of money for um some of you people out there in the crypto lane and the finance world but it is a lot to me it nearly breaks me so um yeah i had to pay property taxes instead of um build up my creative studio um eh, you know priorities right um yeah it's part of growing up and being an adult i guess but it's still not stopping me from creating i don't have to have all the fancy gadgets and gear and all that stuff in order to try to improve my craft in fact it will only help me uh, better improve my craft so I won't be reliant on fancy gadgets and gear. And uh, this is kind of why I do all this in one take as well, because it helps me to uh, be able to articulate myself better. Um, I only have time for one take before I go off to work. I don't have time to edit. I don't have any any time for any of the edit. it All this property tax increase also made me reevaluate whether or not I want to quit my job right now too. But If I'm going to do what I really want to do, um, which is create content and uh, learn to hone my audio and visual skills and stuff like that, um, then I really need to quit my job to go full time into this. But it's a leap of faith and it's a scary leap of faith, especially during these uncertain times. Um, But, you know, yeah, you know, um, I'll only look back on my life when I get older and regret not having done that and just stayed in that uh, job. No, so I don't know. It, just every single day is a fork in the road, you know. And which road you're gonna take, I don't know. That, that's part of part of why I spend the time learning every day, because uh, you know, every single day I'm I'm learning. Then the next day, I make a better decision than the previous day before that. Um, all right, so <clears throat> all right, let's take a look at the Coin Gecko charts now that I went on that little soliloquy or monologue. Um, what is the difference between a monologue and a soliloquy? I don't really know. Um, soliloquy, soliloquy, reminds me of uh, you know something Shakespeare esque, and monologue is just uh, somebody talking for a while, <laughs> or you could just say rambling, you know? um, Okay, so we have Bitcoin at forty two thousand nine hundred thirty nine dollars and forty six cents. Uh, I did not sell any Bitcoin. So um, yeah. Ethereum at $3,046 and four cents. Um, BNB at $409.73. So yeah, regardless of what people calling Bitcoin a dinosaur and all that stuff, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, like I say, like I said yesterday to um uh, IDEX intern, you know, Bitcoin is a store of value. That's all it is, nothing more, nothing less to me, anyway. And um it's it's if you're comparing it to Ethereum, it's like comparing apples and oranges, you know, um, and uh, yeah, I, I do believe Bitcoin is a store of value. So that's um, it, with all this crazy dollar inflation. Now that Joe Biden is going to be giving five hundred dollars biweekly to people um, earning three hundred thousand and and under. Um, the dollar is going to be inflated to hell. And a lot of people think this is great and it's a blessing. Oh my gosh, we're going to be airdropped by St. Joe, you know, all this money. Well, you're going to, it's taxable for one. And so it puts you on the hook for taxes. And, uh, you know, you, you could end up in major debt um, and uh, possibly slavery <laughs> in, in, in some way, shape, or form. Um, yeah. And you have to pay that back. And two, it creates a dependency on the government. And it makes people not want to work, and it makes uh, businesses not want to give people raises. Um, so, yeah, it does not work out well in the end. Uh, and just imagine, um, we have a major cyber attack; everything shuts down. Um, we are used to having that airdrop, and um, we have all our bank accounts are zeroed out, all our 401ks are zeroed out, everything's completely zeroed out. And the only way, uh, once the lights come back on, that we can survive at that point is t- is to live on that airdrop. And the only way you can get that airdrop is if you fit certain criteria. You get that uh, that uh, the the ID passport, the digital ID passport, and you receive that CBDC. And the only way you can receive that is if you have that jab in your arm. You know so yeah it doesn't it's not looking pretty you know um so uh, that's why i keep bitcoin um and you know other types of hard assets uh, just uh, just in case man uh, call me paranoid but uh you know <laughs> but, Look at what happened. What's happened in the past couple of years? Anyway, so let's see here. Um, XRP is at eighty-three cents. Cardano's at a dollar thirteen. Um, up thirty-four point seven. It hit. A, it hit kind of a spike yesterday. I don't know why. Um, Terra uh, up to ninety-four point twenty-six from five point nine. Solana ninety-nine fifty-one up thirteen point three percent. Avalanche up to eighty-five percent 84 cents up 15.8% in the past week. Polka dot $20.69 up 8.6 in the past week. The Dage uh 13 cents up to 18.7% in the past week. Um let's see here. Uh the the let's see crypto.com token 43 cents 7.4 I have some crypto.com token um on their they have their chronos blockchain which is um built on top of the cosmos ecosystem and they Kron- crypto.com actually has a defi app where you own the keys to that app and you can go stake your crypto.com tokens For 12%. And I don't think crypto.com is going anywhere. It's not a fly-by-night operation. I can get 12% easily from that. Um, The price doesn't really fluctuate that much. In fact, it's only really been going up in the long term. Um, And, you know, basically, crypto.com owns the Staples Center in Los Angeles. I mean, they are a big name. You see them everywhere, all over the media, you know. Um, Yeah. Uh, Matt Damon did the Crypto.com commercial for Christ's sake, I think. I, or a lot of celebrities as well. I, I think it was on the, on the screen in the back of the Oscars as well. So crypto.com's is going mainstream, or they are mainstream. And um, to get in at 43 cents and earn 12% and then to be able to hold the keys to your crypto in their DeFi wallet, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> It's just one of those things, yeah. So Polygon um up 7.2% to dollar fifty-seven. Uh, let's see what else we have. Chainlink up eight point eight percent to fifteen dollars and ninety-six cents. Um, how is Bitcoin Cash still number 20? Bitcoin cash. Uh, 357. I have to say it that way. Bitcoin Cash. Um, So uh, and then Tron, dude. (laughs) I think that Justin's son took some kind of government position somewhere. Um, I don't know if how focused he is on Tron anymore. I don't know. Um, But uh, then again, I just speak out of my ass. Um, Axie Infinity up 25.7 percent to 63.45. Let's see what else am I missing out on here. Um, the Theta Network up eleven point six. I'm still bullish on Theta, by the way, and uh, yeah, I, I explained why yesterday in my talk with with a uh, IDEX intern. Um, and let's see, Tezos, um, the marketplace for artists. Um, it's really kind of gained that reputation. Um, NFT uh, uh, in a, uh, Ethereum NFT marketplace is by far the standard, um, and most act NFT activity happens on Ethereum. However. Um, NFT is kind of known to be a little, you know, uh, slimy as for like uh, NFT flippers and and you know people trying to speculators trying to take advantage of the market. Where a lot of the real artists and musicians are going over to the Tezos blockchain and uh, creating some really cool stuff over there. And I have a few Tezos NFTs, and you can still get them very cheap over there. So go take a look over at their 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 marketplaces. And uh, yeah, you can see some really cool stuff there. You know, NFTs... Like I used to create motion graphics. I still do today. But I mean, um, back in the day, back in the MySpace days, I used to create motion graphics and put my gifts up on my MySpace, right? And there was no way that I could really like share or sell or really even own those motion graphics that I thought were cool, and they were cool. I had a whole hard drive full of them before I, uh, that hard drive got destroyed, which sucks. I lost like an entire portfolio of my life on that hard drive. But uh, that's a that's a that's a tangent. But um, I had all these motion graphics, and I was putting them on MySpace for people to see. Yeah, you know? and uh, that's the only real outlet I had, and I couldn't own it. Well, a lot of those motion graphic artists are going to Tezos. They're making them NFTs. They can share their portfolio that way, and they can sell and retain some royalties for the ownership of it. So that's the beauty of that. Uh, I randomly bought some uh, some tornado cash. Um, money the other day, I don't know why I did. I just kind of did. You know, it's like one of those things. I had you know uh, a couple hundred dollars sitting in a wallet from uh, me cashing out all the that stuff for my uh, property taxes, and um, I was just like, ah man, uh, I'll just put this back in a token. Which token should I put this into? And I was on Uniswap, and I just started scrolling down, and I saw Tornado Cash. I was like, ah, Tornado Cash. So I put it into Tornado Cash. I don't know why, but it's a privacy-centered token. And I think privacy is going to become a big issue uh, very soon here, if not already, um, with all this social credit system rolling into place. Uh, privacy is going to be a a uh, very important topic and something very valuable for a lot of people. And, and Tornado Cash deals with privacy. It allows you to mix up your... Um, your crypto uh from the destination from the source to the destination locations and um yeah you know it allows you to mask where things are going um so yeah and it's not just for criminals i mean you don't necessarily need or want to have everybody know every where all your transactions are going so that it's kind of a, a a perk and a bug of, of blockchain technology is the transparency of it. <laughs> uh, it's a perk, and things like DAOs, you know, and things like companies and corporations where you want transparency, but on, on an individual basis, it can kind of be a bug. You know, you don't necessarily want everybody to see your entire wallet if they happen to know your crypto ad- address. You know, um, so uh, anyway, the, speaking of DAOs. I was uh, yesterday doing some research and um, I was talking with Aaron Zero X because we're trying to write some stuff for the Decentralist. And I was just thinking, I was like, you know, DAOs are pretty much known to be on Ethereum as a platform Uh, and DAO platforms. Are pretty much known to be on Ethereum. How many DAOs can you think of right off the top of your head that are on other blockchains? And I was just like, okay, um, there, I know that there's DAO tooling on other blockchains, like XDI. Uh, uh, block, XDI blockchain is pretty much, pretty much kind of like a layer two Ethereum. It's its own blockchain, um, and but it's real fast, and it um, like for instance tipping uh on in certain DAOs is done with the xdai blockchain uh what else uh, i believe coordinate uses the give token um that represents your portion of a treasury share to be able to give to others and i believe that's done on the xdai blockchain um and then of course there's the hive blockchain um, and they have their own DAO platform set up to be able to build your own dow um but aside from that, I hadn't really seen much on other blockchains. And so I started just doing a search and I came up with, you know, Harmony One has DAO building platforms. Um, Avalanche has DAO building platforms. Um, here we go. Let's see here on GitHub, how to create your own DAO with Avalanche. Now What, are, what is a DAO? A DAO is our systems that help us work with people around the world in a safely and clear way. Uh, think of them like internet native businesses that's collectively owned and managed by its members. Now DAOs can have varying varying levels of decentralization. Um really a DAO is basically a group of people um with a shared wallet, basically a multi-sig. But it's not just that, but it's 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 it allows people to vote in a decentralized way using blockchain. So DAOs usually include blockchain voting and a uh, multi-sig treasury. Those are two of the main characteristics of DAOs. So I was thinking, I was like, okay, on all these different DAO platforms, what is the common ingredient that makes a DAO a DAO? And what are some of the variables that a lot of the different platforms have that are not essential but will make something more of a DAO or less of a DAO or a quirky DAO, or, you know, or yeah, it's it's kind of gives it a unique characteristic. And you see the same thing in DeFi platforms, automated market makers, um, the on those uh swap platforms like Uniswap, and you see a lot of other uh swap protocols that look just like Uniswap. And a lot of them are kind of a copy and paste of Uniswap code. Um, and PancakeSwap, for instance, even uses the same dang uh, Uniswap hyperlinks. <laughs> they haven't even bothered to change the names of of the links within there. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of it is copy and paste. So there are some, some basic characteristics of what makes an automated market maker, and uh, those are liquidity pools, for one. But uh, some swap protocols, automated market makers, use uh, liquidity differently. Like Bancor, for instance, has single-sided liquidity. Um, uh, uh, Was it Sh- Shipyard? Um, clipper exchange they they uh deal with slippage differently you know uni uh uh, one inch is a is a is an aggregator um let's see what else i mean there's a whole lot of and there's you know different automated market makers for different blockchains um, some have different transaction fees um so i mean they they all approach and they have little they all have like the same basic structure but they all have tiny little quirks and twists on how they they do things and the, the, you can kind of start to recognize if you've dealt with one automated market maker you've dealt with them all if you've dealt with one defi platform you've kind of dealt with them all you know what to look for and what 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 a DeFi platform looks like and that's when i really started to get it when i started to see the same patterns because at first when you're new to the space you have you're kind of fire hosed with all this stuff coming at you you know uh, you know uh, all these different you know protocols you know pancake swap apple swap pizza swap you know and back that was back in summer of 2020 when you had nothing but just like these food-based DeFi memes you know <laughs> like it's like ah sushi apple pizza Pancake pasta, what that that the, and they were all some variation of some kind of DeFi app, you know. Um of in finance basically. Um and uh, uh yam, yam, you remember the yams? Um but uh now the same thing is kind of happening with Dow platforms and Dow building platforms, all right. So, like the first Dow building platform, as far as I know, uh was made by Dow House and it was built on Moloch. So Here's Moloch's Medium page, um, Moloch Dow. And uh, um, hold on, I have these uh, a billion tabs open. Well, Moloch Dow was the original Dow building platform, and here's their blog engine. Um, They take the idea of Moloch, an Old Testament god of human coordination failure. And what is the best way to combat human coordination failure? It is by um, creating some kind of um, stable uh, hub with all the spokes. You know, that is unchanging and immutable. And um, in the past, in the Old Testament, that was the Ten Commandments, you know, and they were carried around the Ark of the Covenant and all that stuff. And humankind needed some kind of stable code or law given to them by God that could not be altered by humans. And you know that is where a lot of this concept comes from because we need something from an external source to to point to because as humans, we just see each other as humans and nothing more. But whenever you have some kind of immutable, powerful externality that you can point to, then um, suddenly the humans can't argue with each other and uh, they have some central kind of law that they can follow. Well, in our day and age... Um, we have basically kicked God out of the bucket, uh, out of the room and we are still, we're just stuck with each other's humanity and imperfection. So, uh, what comes next? We, a lot of, in a lot of cases, um, a lot of people we oh, okay. What comes next is math, you know, math and code is law, um, you can't really argue with math. Um, however, now that we're getting into quantum, you know, <laughs> equations and stuff like that, you can really start to question the foundation of a lot of that stuff. But math in the real world is pretty predictable, pretty certain. Physics, you know, um, code, uh, algorithms—they're uh, you know pretty transparent and a lot of times pretty immutable. Um, so whenever you have a DAO that is based on code, which is based on math, then you have something that's pretty immutable. And so um, this creates some kind of sacred text for a group of people um, to revolve around. And uh, when you vote using that um, immutable code, then and everybody can see it, then there's there's the source of truth, and then whenever you hold on, I'm trying to pull up Moloch Dow for you. Um, uh, oh man, I haven't had. Um, okay, let me put on this. Okay, man. Oh dude. Oh man, no volume. Okay, well shoot. Uh, I was just going on a a um, a good. Um, oh man, that sucks. Okay. Well, it is what it is, man. I I do this, um, every single day. And, um, sometimes I make mistakes like this with volume and with sound and all that stuff. And, um, shoot. Okay. What a good way to start a Thursday. (laughs) Oh man. I don't know where I left off. I don't know where I left off and where I cut off my volume because I was talking about Moloch and I was talking about the whole idea of Moloch being um, a human coordination failure. And uh, I, I was talking about the idea of imagine if you're in some kind of stampede and some kind of um, crowd trying to exit like an astral world, trying to exit out of that place as fast as possible. And there's just something like there's just panic. There's panic in the crowd. And uh, imagine if you tried to stand up on top of a ladder and you tried to tell everybody it's, everything's fine. Everything's fine. You know, here's how we need to all go out and you try to order that operation. So nobody gets hurt. But in the meantime, you get hurt because you're standing on top of that ladder and there's just that critical mass of people flowing. So you fall off the ladder, you crack your head open and you die. Um, because you were trying to tell people the truth and, and about the situation and you were trying to lead people in the proper direction so nobody got hurt. Um, well, that crowd and that critical mass and the kind of just that banal or banal, however you pronounce it, um, way of doing things uh, ends up that ends up killing a lot of people uh, and that is taking control kills you. And that is Moloch. And so if you are an individual trying to stand up against Moloch, uh, you'll probably die, and so that's why they've created these kings, these 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 untouchables created by a priestly class that is receiving the truth from from a god figure, um, and that is immutable. And then uh, that is. is that person stands outside of Moloch. However, a lot of times they can become a fascist, you know, and they usually end up dying an untimely death uh, because the violence of the people uh, builds up and then they point directly at that person who is in control, uh, supposedly, and uh, is the person to blame. And that's the scapegoat. That's the scapegoat mechanism. And then once that person dies, um, then the violence is quelled, and then somebody else gets put in that place until the cycle continues to repeat itself. And that is our human society. Um, so now, um, and we've been doing that for centuries, you know, and then now um, that we, have dig- we are in the digital age and we're able to code, these sacred texts are starting to be um, replaced by code digitization of society. So you have DAOs, and you have um, a a DAO manifesto. You have smart contracts running the treasury. You have smart contracts running the voting. It is immutable. It is not human, uh, although humans do write the smart contracts. So it's not perfect, but uh, it is something, and that's kind of what DAOs are—decentralized autonomous organizations. And of course, you know humans are always able to write things down better on paper than in practice. But you know, this is what's interesting about DAOs is they are an experiment of human society that allows us to try different things out um, with different types of digital, quote unquote, sacred texts. Um, without necessarily killing and raping an entire uh, civilization over it. Um, so, if you want to try out some kind of socialist leaning uh, organization, well, by all means, go for it, dude. You know, but uh, you're not going to end up killing and, and you know, uh, destroying the lives of, of tons of businesses and farmers doing so because it's just in this encapsulated experience to uh, organization to see how it works. So it allows people to try out different types of civilizations without ruining everybody's lives. Uh, so I think that's pretty cool about DAOs. Anyway, Moloch was the original DAO platform, as far as I know, made by Dowhouse. House. And uh, um, you can go in here and you can launch the app and create your own DAO. They now have a version three out. Um, called uh Baal B A A L so they're still going along the uh um the Old Testament god type of uh, theme here who do you whom do you serve the future of humanity requires the sacrifice of your shallow desires but its reward is the head of Moloch itself this demon god of coordination failure who consumes our future potential for immer- perverse immediate gain will be slain pledge your oath to his demise or go down with him And uh, demon blood looks good on you. So it looks all satanic, but it's really saying that the the Satan or Moloch is uh, really just coordination failure. It's human coordination failure. Um, And it's up to us to try to defeat that human coordination failure. Um, And, uh, well, I guess code can do so. And in a way, it... (laughs) I don't know. Uh, be be a part of something meaningful. Becoming a member of Moloch DAO signals your commitment to fund regenerative infrastructure and digital public goods that will eventually lay the foundation for physical public goods. Decentralized and open source. The voting power of every member helps the community make a meaningful impact. Um, so uh, let's check out this manifesto. I'm, I'm interested to see what's up. Um, uh, so what's up with this manifesto, brah? All right. Um, Okay, so let's check out this manifesto. Um, uh, okay, so what is what manifesto, what Moloch has not? Moloch is not a company. It does not have a board. There's no CEO. There's no team of managers. There's no room for bureaucrats. Moloch does not have investors. There's no VCs, no angels, no S packs. I don't even know what the hell that is. Um, and no SPVs. I don't know what that is that are pulling the strings in the background. Moloch does not cater to speculators, pump it, dump it, hedge it, short it, long it, lend it. Nobody cares. Moloch is agnostic to price. Moloch does not have an official voice. There's no legal entity. There's no foundation, no copyright, no patent, no central authority to stamp announcements with official seals from some great leader. What Moloch is... Uh, moloch is ethereum we believe ethereum is more than a ponzi scheme riding the coattails of cypher pump this infrastructure is changing the world and we will break our backs to keep it running moloch stands for public goods ethereum is a digital public good that will someday facilitate protecting and nurturing our material public goods ethereum is the Gwei, and if you don't know Gwei is the subunit of one ethereum just like sats is a subunit of a bitcoin just like sense is a subunit of a dollar Um, Moloch is punk as F Uh, Kill your idols Practice careful and critical civil disobedience Just say no to degenerates We can take a punch to the face And still remain optimistic That we can manifest this world to be better Much better Moloch is constantly evolving. What, is Mo- what Moloch Tao is today may not be what Moloch is tomorrow. If it is, we're failing. Always learn something new. Always change. What you do after reading this may change Moloch forever. It's up to you. And then here we have the ape turning into caveman, turning into human, turning into augmented reality, turning into a robot. Do we really want to turn into a robot? This is kind of... The uh, whole ideal of Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, I can't say I'm in agreement with that. A lot of people like Alex Jones have called all the elites uh, Satanists. Well, maybe they are um, uh, recognizing what Moloch is and trying to figure out a way around human coordination failure. Now, I don't necessarily think global enslavement due to a technocratic society is freedom from Moloch, (laughs) but... uh, Maybe that's their interpretation of what it is, and I don't necessarily think it's right. Um, but anyway, uh, so I got to thinking they said Moloch is Ethereum, and DAOs are not just built on Ethereum, though. See over here, now I started going down this rabbit hole how to create your own DAO with Avalanche. So, Avalanche has here that their whole you know ways to build your own DAO using Remax, Remix and the MetaMask wallet and stuff like that. So, you can build your own DAO um, using Solidity. On Avalanche. Um, so and then over here you have Harmony One. Um, they are allowing a lot of incentives for you to build DAOs on Harmony One as well. Um, so um there are, okay, let me pull this up. Um Harmony One, home general DAOs, Um, and if you play DeFi Kingdoms, that's kind of a DAO in a way. Here they explain what DAOs are. Uh, Decentralized Autonomous Organization is a mechanism for coordinating behavior and allocating resources. It's been called an internet community with a shared piggy bank or a book club with a bank account. But regardless of the metaphor, DAOs represent a visionary approach to working that we will believe will revolutionize the future of work. Um, So as of August 1st, 2021, Harmony is working to seed and kickstart several DAOs in order to decentralize the management and effort in operating the Harmony network. Those several experiments and trial runs, several key principles have risen to the surface as vital components of a truly decentralized DAO. Please notice that while these components are necessary for a DAO to receive a seed grant from the Harmony Foundation, they are not sufficient. Meaning, if you're forming a DAO and you would like to see you would like to see supported by the Foundation, you must follow these principles. Um, however, because you follow these principles does not automatically mean that you will receive Foundation support. So, principle one: the mandate. Um, Harmony Foundation has a three-fold mandate that is ideal for organizing a community. For example, one community DAO has the mandate growth, engagement, diversity, and the one validator DAO has the management, decentralization, security, participation. Each mandate has two descriptors or sub-mandates. To illustrate, the one community DAO has onboard users' mission and culture, pollinate values across community as the descriptors to growth. As a result, we understand that the DAO will not simply focus on growth, but on growing the community to share the mission and the culture and to make sure that the values of the project are shared across the community. Uh, Principle number two, formation. Uh, A sifting order from chaos is the mark of a true alchemist. Um, Yes, exactly. Trying to stand up on that ladder and direct the crowd to be able to exit the building safely rather than getting trampled um that that's the mark of a true alchemist somebody who can really do that without getting hurt or killed themselves um and and that crowd is moloch you know so any DAO that gets formed has a root and a handful of dedicated individuals coming together to work towards a common purpose we have found that there exists a critical mass of participants that will help establish a DAO for the best chance and sustainability Uh, Nine governors tends to be the magic number of core members, initial members. They can come together to determine a mandate and to set up the basic tools for their DAO. It is usually the case that one governor becomes a lead governor that focuses on bringing together like-minded people to serve as signatories on a multi-sig wallet. Uh, Principle number three, transparency, non-private information. I got to rush through these. Principle number four, elections and rotations. And principle number five, fluidity. DAO participants are fluid, so people can come and go. Um, anyway, so that's the kind of the harmony way of DAOs. I'll link this in the video description. Then I wanted to get to one th- more thing here um, the XDAO app. Um, so, XDAO app. And now I don't know anything about this, good or bad. It is what it is. Um, but uh, XDAO app allows you to create DAOs and build DAOs on um, all different types of blockchains. Um, so, let's go over here to the home. And um, uh, let's see here. Let me get out of this page. Oops. X XDAO app. Okay, here we are. Multi multi chain DAO ecosystem. Oh my gosh! I'm sitting here. Okay, let me get back to the screen. I will. Okay. Well, I don't know what I did. Both these screens look alike now and, um, Hmm. Okay. Well, I was going to show you my screen here. Um, I guess I could just take my face out of here and, um, let's see video capture device and I will put in my browser and, uh, yeah. Okay. So let me get my window capture there, there. And uh, here we go. XDAO. Okay, so I'm going to probably do a whole other episode just on this because after my whole rant about DAOs and Moloch, I think it's justified uh, for a new episode. Um, so create your DAO with XDAO. Create and manage your decentralized autonomous organization using the fastest growing and most convenient solution on the market. Um So 309... Million dollars, 923 dollars, and 341 is safely managed with XDAO. Wow. Um, okay, so look at all this multi chain support Ethereum 12 DAOs, Polygon 381 DAOs on Polygon, Binance Chain has 374 DAOs, Avalanche 22 DAOs, Phantom 37 DAOs. You know, it goes on and on. I mean, they're Moonbeam, Moonriver, um, with dot Boba has a DAO, Optimism has eight DAOs, the Shiden network, you know, like. Um, so yeah, um, and, and the, I uh connected my wallet and I started to create my own Eureka Street DAO. I'm gonna explore this, I'm gonna probably talk about all this stuff again tomorrow so I can kind of redo this episode. Um, I don't think I adequately covered this stuff today, uh, and my, my sound was off and something happened with, with my mic and, and my, my program over here, so I'm gonna redo this tomorrow. Um, this is an important topic to me anyway, um, so yeah. Okay, that being said, I got to get my butt to work. Um, I got some, yeah, I got to take my, my long commute down the highway and do my deal. Um, and uh, now this is not pulling up. So, yeah, lots of quirky stuff happening. Maybe I just need to restart my computer um, because now I'm not able to stop the stream. <laughs> well, boy, I tell you what. Okay, well, I don't know, man. It's kind of a weird morning. All right, well, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give it a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically. If you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I'm also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. If you would like to donate some stablecoin or Ethereum, please feel free to send it to eurekajohn.crypto or eurekajohn.eth. This will help with the gas costs for all these protocols that I mess around with. Because that gas adds up and I ain't rich. Yet. Thanks again.